This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Yellow Home Podcast. Music's greatest songs, greatest songs, worth covering. Original classic hit makers. This is such an exciting song to cover. Uh, reading about it, researching it, and really delving into the politics of the song, both as it was written and then after, and the interpretations of the song are oh, just mega exciting. Especially as we now have, um, well, I mean, he's he's just stepped down finally, but obviously we've got another president of the United States that uh, has been impeached, and some of the lyrics um, they think refer to Watergate and Nixon, and obviously Nixon was impeached at the time for what went on with Watergate. I actually had to go back and go, what did happen with Watergate? Like, we all know the term Watergate. If I say to you... I don't have no idea what... It's just Watergate. Watergate. No idea, no idea. Okay, so so basically, it was to do with uh, Nixon getting elected... Um, and I'm going to be I'm going to literally breeze over this but just so that everyone knows what was going on uh, Nixon got into um, office um, and then they actually found that there was a burglary in a hotel um, and there was money stolen from this hotel that seemed to then turn up and had been used for the campaign for Nixon he denied it uh, they then managed to prove that Nixon had done several things to cover up this burglary um, of this cash and so he was then it was then proven that he'd done that that. Wow. Um, and there were tapes found in the Oval Office. They, uh, the, the impeachment trial ordered that they um, should listen to the tapes. And there they found Nixon talking about the cover-ups, the burglary, uh, everything, etc., etc., etc. Now I know. So now you know. And, and I mean, obviously, a historian would come in and go, whoa, 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 love. Uh, you have missed out some major thing. But that's the general, yeah, general thing. Yeah, he's the historian. She's giving the zubda, okay? It's just the zubda. All right. Yes, you're absolutely <laughs> right. Uh, so that's what happened. And, and uh, Nixon was impeached. He was found guilty. And then he resigned. They actually say that had he not resigned, he would have been forced out of office. So that's what happened. And it's called Watergate because I believe that the hotel Hell it's called. had that name uh, in it. Um, now, this was between 1971 and 1974. Enter Leonard Skynard. That's the name of the band, which again, I had to go, is that how we say it? Yeah. Leonard Skynard. Um, American rock band actually formed in Florida. Nothing to do with Alabama wow. whatsoever. And just to give you a light sort of history of them, because it's the song that we need to get into, people. It's so juicy. Um, but Leonard Skynard were literally three guys uh, let me give you their names. It would be rude not to. Ronnie Van Zant, he was the lead vocalist. Chatter, Ronnie. Ga- Gary Rossington, who's Chatter on guitar. Gary. And there's a lot of guitar. And Alan Collins, who's also on guitar. We had La- Larry Junstrom on the bass guitar. And Bob Burns on drums. These guys were playing baseball together. Not even kidding. It all starts with a sport, I'm telling you. Right? Baseball, basketball, football. So they're playing baseball together. And... Um, and then they, they sort of liked each other. Someone threw a bit of a dodgy ball at someone else, which they were then, you know, giving each other jip for at the end. Um, and afterwards, they decided to have a jam because they found out they were all musicians. They started jamming and they played a Rolling Stone tune. Um, and they liked what they heard. They went, oh, guys, we got something here. Immediately formed a band. And that is Leonard Skynard. Now let's go to the song because Sweet Home Alabama, wowzers. You, you, everyone's danced to this song. Absolutely everyone. It reached number eight on the US chart in 1974. So the final year of the Watergate situation was playing out at the time. Um, and it was the band's second hit single. 
Now, it's written in response. This is where it gets good. It was written in response to Southern Men and Alabama, both songs by Neil Young. Are you following me so far? Wow. So Neil Young. That wasn't a response <clears throat> for that. Yeah. So Neil Young had written these two songs. Um, along comes Skynet, Lineth, whatever, mm. the other way around. Um, and they decide to write uh, this particular song. Now, the lyrics, um, there's a lot going on in the lyrics. They talk about a lot of things. Um, they even name uh, Neil Young. It's, well, I heard Mr. Young sing about her. And, well, I heard Neil put her down. And I hope Neil Young will remember a Southern man don't need him around. Anyhow, there are all these kind of statements about Neil Young's songs uh, properly attacking him. Uh, the, co- the very controversial verse is uh, where it says, and I'm going to point this out and then you can listen to it in the song. In Birmingham, they love the governor. And then they go, boo, boo, boo. Now, I've always sung boo, hoo, hoo on this bit, but it's not. It's boo, 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 which actually, when you get into it, was the band reacting against the racist governor. This this guy um, was a fan and a promoter of segregation. And this is obviously going on in the South at the time. now we all did what we could do. That was misconstrued as we all voted him in. It wasn't supposed to be that. The band were like, no, we did all we could do to get him out. Um, then Watergate doesn't bother me because the president had gone. Um, and then it says, does your conscience bother you and do you tell the truth? And that's aimed at the governor. That's in the song? Who, yeah. And that's, in, that's in, in, in support of getting rid of the governor who supported segregation. Wow. So wow. lots and lots of things going on. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, really crazy. Um, major chart hit for the band um, they had like their other songs are described as lazily sauntering into the charts and sort of hovering around there was nothing it was all a bit wibbly wobbly and then they wrote this song now the funny thing is Neil Young then turned around in an interview and said I like what the band did and he's covered this song he said um they actually had every right to pick out the lyrics that they shot me down for and to take the stab that they did. My lyrics, I don't actually like them now. He turned around and he said, I don't actually like them now. I feel that they're ambiguous and they could be misconstrued. And clearly they were, and the band were right. Um, he came out in support of them, said that he was a huge fan, loved the song, loved everything it was about. And they then wore Neil Young t-shirts in support of him wow. whenever they were on tour. So there was this lovely relationship. But um, obviously, uh, getting into the whole uh, sort of situation of America in the South at the time, segregation was still a discussion point. Yeah. That's, um, that's only 50 years ago. That's terrifying that it was still going on. Mm. Uh, I, found that, I found that awful to think about. There was demonstrations going on at the time, of course, of course led by Martin Luther King. Um, and it was all about segregation and the civil rights movement was very, very strong. Um, there was a police chief called Bull Connor who unleashed, and this is dreadfully upsetting, so brace, um, unleashed an attack with dogs and high-pressure water cannons on a peaceful march at the time. Mm. And the march included women and children who were literally just walking. Um, the Ku Klux Klan then joined in um, wow. and and what? they got involved with bombs and when they did they killed four little girls 
So in 1975, that's when the lyrics about the governor of Alabama Mm. were misunderstood. Lots of press about, um, you know, this song is in support of all this. And that's when the band came in and went, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 you're not getting it. This is what this is about. And they took their song apart. And that's when... um, uh, Sorry if I missed it. When was the song released? The song was released. Like, I know in the 70s, probably. Yeah, it was 1974. Wow. So right in the middle of it all. Because I'm, thank you so much for bringing those topics. Because like, I'm just checking in here. 1976, the Eagles released Hotel California. Yeah. And we also know that Hotel California is not really a romantic song. It talks about Lots of dark things. Very dark things. Yeah. This kind of music like that is no longer to be found now. We're like, we're hit with the consumable content right now. It's just straight up, straight in your face. Yeah, but no, I think I think we're just doing it differently. Yeah. So if you look at Stormzy, yeah, like straight, he's, straight. he's ready to do, he's, he's throwing mm. um, all kinds of grenades at, at the UK government. Yeah. He's talking about it. But but straight in your face. Straight, it is not, straight in your face. Not, but not, it, not like, you know, it's but just... But we're also, kids are singing it. They don't know what they're singing about. Yeah, facts. You fact, know, yeah. so this is like the country version of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but even funnier, and this is really, really pivotal, the two backing singers um, are African-American females, Mary wow. Clayton and Clyde King. Wow. And the band were very, very uh, sort of, at the time when they started, their lyrics were being misunderstood. They turned around and whoa, 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 I think you need to actually look at who is recording this song with us. So the women you're hearing doing all the backing vocals, very famous backing vocals as well. We're all doing it. We're all singing what they're singing. Um, They were in the studio with them. Um, Now, it's quite funny because apparently the story says that Clyde King phoned Mary and she said to her, right, listen, uh, I want you to come and sing backing with me on this particular song. Um, Clyde went, what's the song called? And, uh, And Mary went, Sweet Home Alabama. Now, this is the quote. There was a silence on the phone for quite a while. And then she went... Are you serious? I'm not singing nothing about nobody's sweet home, Alabama. Hmm. Thinking, what on earth is this? Because obviously no one's celebrating Alabama if you're, uh, you know, African-American. At which point Clayton went, no, 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 listen. And we want you to do this. We've got to let the music be the protest. And as a result of singing the backing vocals on that, they also have done several interviews hmm. about it. Several interviews. They've been able to talk about the civil rights movement that was going on what was actually happening with mm. the KKK, what they were doing, uh, the children that were murdered, and also, you know, this Bull Connor, who was the segregationalist police chief. And wow. his name should never be forgotten because he was leading the police at that time in the States and using cannons on women and children who were demoing against it. So that is Ooh. the story of this song. So Heavy. next time you hear it and you're going, oh, I like this song. Just remember that it held, it holds such power, such politics, um, and it's amazing. So let's hear it. It's uh, Skynard. How do you pronounce it? Still can't do it. Lynyrd Skynyrd. There you go. Sweet Home Alabama. Amazing tune. Listen to the backing vocals. Very important. 1974. It's the music greats on Yellow.
This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 5 p.m.